podcast i hope you guys are having a great start to your day or your week whenever you're listening like always today's episode i am so stoked for it's going to be a very chatty very casual episode talking about red flags in dating and to preface this essentially a lot of the questions that i get asked in my dms or just on my life advice podcast episodes that i do are always about you know red flags in dating what to look out for when dating and to be fully transparent, if you guys have been listening for a while or if you just know me, I have truthfully only ever been on two first dates in my life and both of those dates ended up being long-term relationships. So my first relationship, which was a few years to my relationship now, which obviously I'm married. So I have really not had a ton of you know, poor dating experiences because I just didn't really like date around that much when I was younger. And so when people ask questions about this, I just don't have a lot to share. I mean, obviously there were things and I will mention these, some of my like deal breakers, what I was looking out for when I was dating. But the reason why I love doing these episodes and just this podcast in general is because I want it to be helpful for people who are kind of looking for that like older sister advice. A lot of these red flags may be different for the person depending on who you are depending on the kind of person that you're looking for and there are things that I'm looking for in a person that you might not be looking for a person too and so all that to say I actually asked for you guys to submit your own stories of a time when you actually experienced a red flag in dating and y'all I have never ever received so many submissions since doing this podcast in terms of if you guys don't know I usually just ask for questions on my Instagram which is just at Michelle Reed and I usually ask for you guys to just email me longer form questions to but what's next pod at gmail.com which is just b-u-t-w-h-a-t-s-n-e-x-t and that is where I get all of my like life advice questions that you guys submit any kind of longer form questions and there are so many in here and I have not read any of them and so I thought it would be fun. I'm actually recording this in the evening just to sit back, read these, kind of react to them, but then also share a few of my just personal deal breakers in the beginning. I'll share a few of the things that were most important for me when dating because I have been married for a bit now, but when I was dating, there were, you know, certain things that I really looked out for. So I'm excited. I just wanted this to be a fun episode. I think the past few episodes have been like a bit more serious. And so I just thought it would be fun to sit back and read some of these. And these are some of my favorite episodes to do where you guys actually submit you know, different things. So if you like these, feel free to let me know. Feel free to write a review too if you just enjoy the podcast because that really helps the podcast. But if you like kind of the more interactive episodes, definitely DM me and let me know because I'm so excited to read these. I love listening to What We Said podcast from JC Marie Smith and Chelsea Curtis. I think that their podcast is so fun. I actually just ordered their merch and I'm so excited to get it in the mail because they just seem like the sweetest people and they do a lot of these episodes kind of like reacting to stories that people submit and they're some of my favorites to listen to so I thought it'd be fun to do this for today's episode. For the high and low for this past week I have really just been in a good mindset overall for the past like month or so so I really don't have any major lows to share. I just had just a really fun weekend with Aiden and I hung out with my friend Melissa today and just had a lot of fun. I don't know, just like trying new places, doing new things. It's definitely been a really busy season of life because of just 
you know, like as a content creator, a lot of a lot of work amps up near the holidays because that's typically when brands are paying for more ads and everything. So there's just been a lot going on. And I'm always so thankful to have a lot going on because it's tempting when things are just so busy. And so I don't know, maybe feeling just overwhelming for you to feel you just have so much going on. But it's really important to be thankful to be busy. And especially when it has to do with work, I'm just so thankful to have so many things to work on, have so many cool brands to get to work with. We just shot some of the cutest photos for her brand with cash and it was so fun. We did that on Saturday and those are really sweet. So those will be coming out in the next couple of weeks but I've just had a really productive weekend a very productive week we are traveling for Christmas so I'm trying to just enjoy the season here in Dallas the Christmas season because I'm so excited this upcoming week we're actually going to the Nutcracker which is something that we would always do in New York but we haven't really done since moving here to Dallas so because last year they just weren't doing you know, concerts and everything. So there just wasn't a ton going on then, but I'm so excited to see the Nutcracker. It's one of my favorite traditions to do and one that we will hopefully just keep up after missing last year. And sometimes I find like as an adult, it's hard to really celebrate the Christmas season and really enjoy the holiday season because I think that a lot of the joy that comes from Christmas happens to be when you're like around kids who are enjoying it too, but it's so important. And this is something that I try to talk about on my YouTube channel, just to romanticize every season of life. And I think I used to think that you had to, you know, wait to have plans to really celebrate holiday things and do festive things. Like I just went on a really fun little like Christmas date with my friend Melissa. We went to this place called Catbird in Dallas, which was a cute, it's kind of like a bar slash just small plates kind of restaurant and they had a lot of Christmas decor and it's just important to actually you know make those plans to make it happen because I find I really enjoy the holiday season when there's just stuff going on you're celebrating whether that be like ice skating or watching Christmas movies like I got my hair blown out because I was getting some photos taken with her today and I went to Dry Bar and they just had really cheesy Hallmark movies on, but that stuff really does make like celebrating the season so much more fun. And I wanted to say that if you ever feel like, you know, I'm not really in the Christmas season, I'm not really in the whatever holiday you celebrate season, to actually set aside plans to do stuff because that's really how you get in the mood to do Christmassy things and to feel the spirit. But yeah, it's just been a really fun week. We are traveling for Christmas, so I'm trying to kind of get everything done before then just to really enjoy holidays because we'll be spending it with Aiden's family for Christmas and then New Year's with my family, which will be fun. But truthfully, I really just don't have a lot of negative things to share, so I'm not going to come up with low because life has been really good lately. I think as I say that, (laughs) I think the one thing that's been stressing me out a bit is just not knowing when our lease is up in July if we're going to buy a house you know, what kind of the plan is, but I am really trying to just focus on praying and really seeking out God's counsel on the next steps because that has been something that's just been stressing me out a little bit much with like the housing market and everything and just not knowing what's possible. So just trying to keep that in the plan of God and not kind of trying to take things into my own hands. So that would probably be the only low, but that's not really a low. That's just me being too worried about things that I can't control. We also just switched out our sheets to some fresh new Brooklinen sheets. And so I wanted to thank Brooklinen for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I know a lot of you guys are probably finishing up your holiday shopping, getting those last minute gifts. So I wanted to share Brooklinen because you guys know, especially if you follow me on YouTube, I love Brooklinen. They are the most comfortable, 
high-end, feeling high-end, but actually more affordable sheets that you can get. I was actually thinking of ordering some new linen sheets for the new season because we have the classic core sheet set, which I love. It's kind of like their basic, really comfortable sheets, but I've always wanted to try their linen ones. If you guys don't know, Brooklinen has the most amazing bedding. They have robes. They have loungewear. Like They have so much to offer and so many good finds for gifts or if you're just wanting to upgrade your own items for yourself. I think that their products are amazing. They really cut out that middleman so you're actually getting products that are more affordable for you without having to compromise on quality. I think that Brooklinen is such a good gift because anyone can use a fresh new pair of sheets. Anyone can appreciate a new rug. They can appreciate new eye masks, accessories, whatever it may be. So I'm going to have them in the show notes of today's episode if you guys want to check them out. You can give the gift of comfort this holiday season and save while you do it. You can go to brooklinen.com and use my promo code NEXT for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code NEXT for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com promo code NEXT. I do just want to make a quick note too that a few of these submissions, I've just finished the episode, but I'm just going to insert this in the beginning that a few of them talk about, you know, manipulative, kind of more toxic, abusive relationships in terms of emotional abuse. So if that's something that's going to like trigger you in any way, I just want to make that known in the beginning that that is what's going to be in this episode a bit. So just want to put that out before you guys listen. I'm going to start by sharing just three of the things that were most important to me when I was dating. And I don't know if these were more just, I'm trying to think of things that are red flags in the sense of things that someone would do or just things that I would pick up on, but not necessarily like, like say if someone had a different faith than me, like that was personally something that would be a big deal breaker just because, I mean, you guys know I was dating to want to have like a long-term relationship with someone wanting to get married and raising our kids if they had different faiths like that was something that was really important to me but I'm trying to think of things that are just more kind of like character things not as deep as that and I think for me some of the most important things one would definitely be someone who just stood up for me this was something that my parents had always talked about the importance of you know being with someone who would always put you first and I'm not saying in a toxic way of like dropping all of their friends or dropping their family but I do think it gets to points and if you guys have listened to any of my like relationship advice episodes there are a lot of like family conflicts that can come up and it's just really important to be with someone who defends you and you know as cheesy as it sounds like fights for you and wants to put you first and wants to have you as someone that they are willing to build a life with. And that was something that was really important to me, just someone who really, I guess for me as a person, one of the things that I always looked for in a person was just someone who made me feel really secure and stable. It is very easy for my mind to go in a hundred different places at one moment and having someone who was consistent and just dependable was so important. That was one of the things that I really was drawn to with Aiden was I don't know, there were instances in our relationship where like crazy things happened or I was going through things within my own personal life and he was just always there for me and it was never something where I felt like, I don't know, when I needed him, he wasn't there and that was always really important to me. Number two would also be someone who just had purpose and drive in their life. 
if I felt that there wasn't, you know, a reason why they were wanting to live, a reason why they were wanting to pursue a certain job and just, you know, have that sense of passion and drive for life, I really was not into it. Like, that was really important to me. Um, I think that I am personally someone who does have that sense of drive, who does have that sense of passion and that sense of wanting to push for a career. It doesn't even have to be a career, but just a sense of wanting to make something of themselves and wanting to be motivated to live out their God-given talents and passions. And if someone was just not going to do that in their life, like that was definitely a red flag for me personally. And I think the third biggest thing, and this is a really simple thing, but I think it does say a lot about a person, is just how they treat other people, how they treat you know, the people when you go out to eat at dinner, how they treat, let's say you valet your car, like the valet, how they treat your parents or their parents. It really does speak volumes about a person, how they act when they're not around you, how they act when they're not trying to necessarily impress you. But it says a lot about a person, how they act when they are just around strangers, how they act, especially to, like you're talking about a guy, how he treats his mom, These things were really important to pick up on for me and things that I wanted to make sure I was with someone who just had respect for other people and appreciated other people and was there for other people and also had friendships in their lives. Having community is so important and it sounds really cheesy, but it says a lot about a person and it doesn't have to be that this person has so many friends because I would say I'm someone who has less friends, but I try to really pour into the friends that I do have. But it's important to not live life in isolation and I think it gets dangerous. We were actually just listening to a sermon today where he was talking about not living in isolation and how it's important to be lifted up by other people and to pour into other people and having that with someone else is also really important. So those were personally my red flags or just things that I was looking for when I was dating, but I'm going to read some of these from you guys and I'm a bit nervous. She says, you're probably getting a lot of stories of people saying success stories through leaving someone they saw a red flag in. While I have a different perspective, I do think red flags are very important, but this is my story. A few years ago, I met a guy. We hit it off fairly quickly. We shared the same core value got along great and his family seemed amazing too a few weeks after dating i knew i was totally in love but we knew that just because we were in love doesn't mean we should jump straight into marriage we still had to get to know each other right there was just one problem with the whole thing my family didn't like him why because he was a quiet guy kind of a silly reason right my family is very outgoing and vocal Well, it soon got to the point where my parents tried to break us up, eventually succeeding. It didn't take long for me to realize that I had made a mistake, so I ignored everything and we got back together. We have now been together for four years and happily married for three years. I think a common red flag for someone is if their family doesn't like them. I do think it's important to take something like that into consideration, but overall, I think listening to your gut and your heart is the most important thing. Sometimes your heart knows things that your mind doesn't. If I hadn't listened to my heart, I wouldn't be married to the love of my life. There have been other times I've dated someone and my heart told me there's something off even though my head couldn't figure it out and those relationships didn't end well. She said, I'd also like to add that over time my parents got to know him and they adore him now. I love this one because I think it's a really good one to insert and maybe not the best one to start off with because you're probably expecting like these really horror story red flags to kind of enter in with but I actually think this is really true. I think it depends on the reason why your family is apprehensive about someone. I mean, I have four siblings. If you guys don't know, I'm the youngest of five. So there have been a lot of guys and girls that have been brought home to my family to meet my family. And obviously you do kind of catch a vibe from someone and 
I think I usually err on the side of trusting my family when they think something in particular about someone, but as someone who is more quiet, I know it's easy for me to be judged as sometimes like, I don't know, people can think that you're stuck up or just think that you don't like them when you're more quiet. Like I remember one of my siblings' exes thought that I never liked them because I just am more of a quiet person, which is just not true at all. I actually loved them. They were like one of my favorite, you know, partners of one of my siblings. And so I think that you just do have to kind of trust your heart, your gut, what you believe, you know, God's steering you towards. But at the end of the day, I do think it's also important to take in your family's judgment, but it just depends. I think with something like being quiet, that's such a personal thing and it does take time to really warm up to someone. I think if your family catches a bad vibe from the start, if it has to do with them not trusting them or the faith differences or anything like that, I think that that could be something to take into consideration. But when it's something like they're just more quiet than I'm really happy it worked out for you, though. That makes me really happy. And it is crazy to think if you did trust that, then you wouldn't have been married to them right now. This one says, before I started dating my ex-boyfriend, we went to a college soccer game to watch our friends play. As an older couple was trying to cross the walking pathway near the field, a group of student fans ran by and knocked over a chain fence post in a couple's way. I remember thinking to myself, if that was my brother, he would immediately pick up the fence post and help the elderly couple. Sorry, guys, I cannot speak. But without me even commenting on the situation in front of us, the guy I was with said, well, I didn't knock it over, so I'm not going to pick it up. He noticed, too, that they needed help and chose not to help. I am embarrassed to say I ended up dating him for a year, and I still look back on that moment as a huge red flag to his character and selfishness as a human being. Little moments like that speak volumes to who a person is, especially because this was not an isolated behavior. She said, P.S. If his friends are telling you how horrible your boyfriend is or that you're too good for him, definitely give that some thought because your boyfriend's friends knew him before you did. This is so good. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the aspect of seeing how they treat other people. Those small things actually matter so much, especially when you're dating someone because you aren't really getting to see their full character because they're kind of putting on their best image just as you're doing when you're dating someone for the first time. And so you have to look out on those things. I think that, you know, people have bad days too. So it doesn't mean that you can make mistakes. I know I have been, you know, maybe rude when I was driving when someone cut me off every now and then. And so I wouldn't want to be judged by that. But something like that, not helping someone it does speak volumes. And I think that you should look out for those things. And I do think, I mean, going back to the last one, if a lot of your friends are telling you that, or in this case, she said his friends are even telling you how horrible he is. Like that is definitely a red flag and something to look out for. This one says, I wanted to share the story of my last relationship and all of the red flags I experienced to hopefully help someone else realize their own red flags within a relationship. I began dating this guy I met on a dating app after talking for several months. I have never been one to use dating apps, but I was at a point where I just wanted to try something new. At the same time, I was a junior in college and he had dropped out of a different school and moved back home due to an injury, so a lot of our time together was on the weekends when I was free. The first red flag that I noticed was that there were way too many missing details. I shared very personal things with him about myself and told him my past, yet he would never open up about his. I didn't think anything of this because I figured he was just someone who took longer to crack. I gave him the benefit of the doubt when I should have known that there were just too many things I did not know. Time went on and many more red flags popped up. 
His money was always gone, although he worked full time and I was constantly left to pay for everything. I told myself it was okay because I knew he was struggling, but looking back, so was I, not working and in school, and I didn't owe him anything. It was always me going to him on the weekends, which was about an hour and a half drive from school. He never wanted to or offered to come to me. Several months into dating, we were sitting on his couch when I was looking over his shoulder at his phone. He swiped his main screen over, and there on the second page was the only dating app we had met on, still downloaded. He pressed it and quickly closed out when he realized I was still sitting right next to him. Later, when I brought this up to him and asked why it was still downloaded, I was gaslit into thinking he didn't mean to click it and I had just forgotten it was still downloaded. If someone is committed to you, they should actively delete and especially not go onto those dating apps. Yeah, literally the bare minimum, I would say. She said I should have known. The final red flag for me was a doozy. During one school week, I had gotten a text from him of a picture of AirPods and it said, you left these here, babe. What's funny is that when he sent me that, I was wearing mine. I said, yeah, no, babe, I didn't. I told him those were not mine and he began freaking out because he knew he had been caught. He again gaslit me and said he had found them in his drawer and he had no idea how they got there. He said he must have taken them from someone at work accidentally. The story clearly did not add up and I was finally so hurt that I ended things. We had a very bad breakup over the phone and ended up threatening me that he would take his own life. Oh my goodness. I ended up calling the police and he was taken into psychiatric unit, a psychiatric unit to receive the help he very much needed. This truly was such a traumatic experience for me that I felt compelled to reach out to you. I hope by sharing my own red flags out there on a platform such as yours, other than to gain clarity in their own relationships and realize that these things are not okay. Toxic relationships are hard to escape, but can also prove your worth in the treatment that you do deserve. That is absolutely so crazy. And it's funny because I actually just watched on my YouTube, I don't know why (laughs) this was on my recommended, but it was about like gaslighting and how people get into toxic relationships it was this short film it has a lot of views so you may have seen it too but it was so interesting because it kind of showed this progression of this girl who was really like bright and bubbly and happy and then slowly being brought down this path of a relationship that was just not very healthy he was constantly demeaning her constantly telling her that she was crazy and then you know was ultimately being emotionally abused and I'm someone who believes I've always believed this that if you're with someone who is a leader that leaders clarify confusion and if you're with someone who is confusing you and who is making you question what is true and what is not true that that is just not meant for you I really believe that you know as a Christian that God is a God of peace and you should be with someone who shows you peace that shows you clarity and you don't deserve that and it's scary how much I've actually heard of how you mentioned that he threatened to take his own life too that that is just something that I think you did such a you know smart call calling the police because ultimately that's a situation where he is going through something that is being projected onto you and being cheated on like that is just so sad I'm so sorry you know I kind of started this episode thinking that this was going to be like a more of a light-hearted share some kind of like funnier stories but it really is so important to be aware of the red flags because you don't want to get caught in this relationship that is truly 
ruining your life when you could be living a life where you're content and happy and just joyful in your relationship. So this one says, so my story has a psychological abuse red flag. I dated this guy years ago and we were in the same program at university back in Mexico. He seemed great. He bought me flowers without reason. He was very protective, a macho, you know, he didn't really let me pay for anything. And even if he didn't have a lot of money. Anyway, this guy was very close-minded whenever he thought it had to be absolute true and anyone else thinking differently was stupid, including me. This was for small things like movies, food, and for big things like religion. We're both Catholic, so at least I went off the hook on that one. Not like this poor sweet Christian girl that he made cry at a party. Like, what? She said, I remember one day we were discussing Tarantino's movies and he was saying that they're not even that good. Don't mess with me about Tarantino's talent. Yeah, Aiden really likes uh, Tarantino movies too. So I went full on defending Kill Bill and we ended up having a big argument in front of my friends. He couldn't just stop degrading something I loved and not only that but he had to change my mind and make me believe that the movie was boring. I stopped expressing my opinion after that and not only to him to everyone. I still deal with this today. He made me feel the most beautiful woman in the world but also the dumbest. In our last discussion I said you always have to be right and he was like yeah the truth is always better. I don't care if people don't like if they don't find me likable they need to know the truth. And I said, yeah, but I'm not people. I'm your girlfriend and I don't even like you. At the end, we always ended up saying, I love you, but I don't like you. And when we broke up because I left to finish my studies in the U.S., he told me then that no one will ever love me as he did. Oh, my goodness. She said, guess what? I found a man that really values my opinions that never, ever loses control in front of me. And that makes me feel like my ideas and beliefs are important. We are married and have, oh, my gosh, have almost a two-year-old son. Yeah, no one will ever love me as poorly as he did. Love your podcast. I hope this can help some ladies in the dating world. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you submitted this one too. This kind of goes back to the gas lighting. There are so many people who feel the need to convince everyone around them that their opinion is the right one. And, you know, likely when you're dating someone, you are going to disagree on some things, but it is so important to be with someone who respects your interests, who respects you as a person, respects the things that you like. And I especially, I don't like this, but it is important that you mentioned it's even over small things. It's not always, because I think when we're talking about dating, there are a lot of people who say like, you just need to agree on the big things, but, and you don't have to agree on the small things, but being able to disagree about, there's just some people who have to be set on their way how they do things and they have to think that they're right and we're just all so unique different people that it's so important to embrace that and be with someone who supports that too so I am so happy that you're with you know your husband now though and you have your almost two-year-old son that's so special This is a story about my ex-boyfriend who I dated for almost two years at the end of high school. I would have considered him my first love, and if you would have asked me during that time, do you think you're going to marry him, I would have said 100% yes. It may sound silly, but I've always loved serious relationships and the idea of marriage, even from a young age. When I fall in love and commit to someone with both feet, jumping straight in. Toward the end of our relationship, a red flag I started to see in him was that he, how he was responding to me emotionally. His family was going through a lot of change. His sister was being sent away across the country for mental health healing. His dad and mom got a new job and bought a new house far away from where he currently lives. During this time, I was getting ready to go off to college as a freshman. I wanted to be near his college. The school I was going to was only an hour away from his school. It was definitely God's plan and 
his incredible timing, but two weeks before my college move-in date, my housing options fell through and completely changed everything, so I couldn't go to school near him or to the school I was planning to go to. So with all that being said, it was a very stressful time for both of us. He had a lot of family changes going on, and I had a lot of major future plans falling through and changing my college career path. While these situations were happening, I would seek comfort from him in some way. I'm not someone who can easily be confrontational about my own emotions, but I try to find comfort for myself by being there for others and comforting them. So I would try to hug him or try to talk to him about what was going on in his head or how he was feeling with these major changes in his life. In the back of my head, I was hoping that the comfort I would give in would bridge a conversation for him and I to have about how I was really going through a hard time and the major changes that were happening with me. But he didn't receive comfort. He didn't try to talk emotionally. He entirely retracted. He didn't want to talk to me about the stress in his own life. He didn't want to talk to anyone. He would look so stressed. He would lash out at me or he would shut down completely emotionless. It hurt me because I wanted him to confide in me. I wanted to be comforted by him too. The red flag was that the lack of communication about emotions and the lack of emotion he was able to vocalize. I don't know if he even knew how to verbalize how he felt. When you're dating someone, please make sure that you can communicate effectively about hard things, especially with stress, change, and emotions you feel. She said, also, I am now engaged to the most amazing man. We get married in August and I can't wait. I finally found my match and he is such a great guy, emotionally mature and great at community, communicating my, I just add. This is such a good one too. I really love this because I do think you can get better at communicating, you know, the longer you're in a relationship with someone. And I would say that I am not the best communicator. I'm just not, I'm not much of a verbal processor and it's hard for me to kind of open up and to put my emotions into words. I do think I've gotten better over the years and so I do think if someone really shuts down, they make it really hard and they also just aren't putting in the effort to get better at communicating that that is definitely a red flag and especially because I would always think about how, you know, while we're young, while we're dating, things really aren't that trivial like life is pretty I don't know it seems really complicated when you're younger but I just think about my parents and the challenges that they've had and how things are going to get a lot harder and when you're dealing with things that are harder to if you do see yourself marrying this person things are going to get harder and they're going to be much harder to communicate about too you know you're going to have financial things to talk about you might have kids one day you might be moving you might be switching jobs like these are complicated things that can be hard to go through and it's important to be with someone who can communicate about those things when they're feeling low when they're feeling down and so I do think that this is so important and again I'm so happy to hear a success story that you actually are getting married soon congrats that is so exciting that you found your guy because it's always happy to hear. Okay, this one says, my red flag story is about a guy I dated for a little bit over a year. I did not see these red flags, honestly, until after the relationship ended, but I am so glad I have noticed them, and now I know what I'm looking for in my next relationship and what things to look out for. Some red flags included things like gaslighting, rarely planning dates with me, not driving or picking me up because I live too far away. She said apparently 15 minutes is too far away. Making subtle jokes about me and my appearance. Oh gosh. Example, my weight, clothes, appearance. That's crazy. Not taking ownership of his actions, saying he will change and saying the same. Going out to a bar with another girl he was friends with, having mainly girlfriends and getting frustrated with why I was concerned with that. 
made me grow distant from God, him having pretty major anger issues, never with me, but with his family, other friends. She said, one example of this happening occurred not long before we broke up. Over the course of our relationship, I had gained some weight and I was definitely well aware of it. It was a big insecurity of mine and he knew that. One day we were in my car and he pulled out his phone and looked over to me and showed me a picture. Oh my gosh. I cannot, I cannot believe this. And show me a picture of myself when we first started dating and said jokingly, I expect you to look like this when we get married. This is the person, oh my gosh, this is the person I fell in love with. Him saying that absolutely crushed me. Yeah, goodbye. Leave him. Like, leave him. Like, stop and roll out of the car. He always had a way of saying things like this in a way that made it seem like a joke. This is the gaslighting part when it's actually something serious, but they're making it sound like a joke. If I got offended, then he would just say, I am too sensitive. It's crazy looking back because looking at all these things, now I wonder to myself why I didn't see it sooner and why I was so convinced I would marry him. The thing was, all these things were so gradual and happened over time. He was also and still is in a ministry position at church. Yeah, that don't mean anything. If you're listening to this and you think that if a guy, if he's just going to church and you think that that's what makes him, you know, a good person to date, that that is so not true. She said, I thought guys like this would just not do hurtful things if they claim to be followers of Christ or and are in a leadership position at their church. I'm so thankful to God for taking me out of that relationship. I've grown tremendously since that relationship ended. I look forward to listening to this podcast. Oh my gosh. Like, can we just talk about the thing about commenting on your weight? Yeah, that is just not, not anyone's place. Like at all. I just think about, especially if you are wanting to be with this person for the rest of your life, you're going to look way different in 20 years than you probably do right now. And, you know, maybe you're going to look better in your own eyes than you do, but it is not that person's position to ever make comments like that. Like, I can't believe he showed a photo of you when you were, that's just, that's just crazy. If you are in a relationship like that and you're with someone who was commenting on your body in that way, like, goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. That is just not that's not someone to pursue. And I think especially mentioning how you thought, okay, well, this guy goes to church. He must be a good guy. Like it does not make you a Christian. When I did my video with Tori Masters, we did like a girl chat Q&A and someone was talking about if, you know, going to church makes you a Christian and going to church doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you a Christian. I do think it's a great thing to be doing, but that should not be a litmus test of, is this someone who I should date? It definitely is not. I am so so happy that you picked up on these red flags and you didn't, you know, stay in this relationship because that is just, it's just crazy. It's so heartbreaking to read some of these again, thought that this is going to be really lighthearted, but these are just, they're just so sad. I'm so sorry. My dating red flag story ends with meeting my now husband, which is great. <laughs> she says, being a Christian, having a partner that shares my beliefs and faith has always been really important. In college, though, I didn't always make the best choices when it came to guys. I found myself having to ask questions and pry to figure out if they shared my faith. Too often, I would make excuses if they didn't share my beliefs or fals falsely thought that they might change. Mm-mm. Cannot change someone. She said, what ended up happening was me compromising my own values or was heartbroken when the relationship ended. I remember that after my most recent fling ended, I told my mom that the next guy I dated, I wanted to know that he was a Christian, not have to play 20 questions to find out about their life and their character to show it. 
I was completely content with thinking I would be single until the end of college or longer. She said I was a second semester freshman, so that seemed like forever, and that I would be so old. She said, in God's perfect timing, I happened to be in a class with my future husband. We sat next to each other and started a friendship. He told me about his church, how his family prayed for him, and how he showed through his character that he loves God. I never had to question him. He always showed me who he was. We started dating that following summer. We have been together for five years, and we will be married for two in March. Aww. Long story short, knowing what your red flags slash standards are and stick to them because it's worth it in the end. That is so true. I love how you mentioned the thing about always having to play 20 questions to figure out, you know, what someone's faith is. If it's that hard to tell if they are aligned on, you know, the values that you want to see in someone, it is probably a sign that they're not the best fit for you. Again, some people might just be more quiet, but I think especially in the instance of faith, if someone's living out their faith in a way that you, you know, want to live out yours similarly, you're going to know it. You're going to know it by those first few interactions and how they talk. And that doesn't mean they have to, you know, use all the like Christianese language to be able to tell, but you should be able to tell by just the character of someone, the way they're living their life. And it makes me so happy that you've been married for two years. That's so sweet. I love to hear stories like that. She said, I never usually share these stories, but I thought I would be fun to share this one now that so many years have passed. When I was 16, I had a boyfriend who everyone, including myself, thought was the perfect guy. He was very attentive, always texting me, protective, and always picking me up from class. What first started as cute later became possessive. This was my first real relationship, so I didn't think much of it. It's only now that I realize how many red flags I ignored and settled for guys the same way throughout high school and college. She said, luckily that chain has been broken. I'm getting married in six months. Wow. Y'all are all like, it's funny because most of the people submitting these, it's like you've had your red flags and now you're settling down. It makes me happy. Whenever we would argue, he would show up to my house. Oh my gosh. And ring the bell constantly until I answered. I remember having to be careful about what I would have to wear. He got mad when I would wear leggings and he would get mad when I'd wear crop tops that weren't even too cropped. I realized that the only reason he would pick me up from class was because he wanted to make sure none of my other guy friends would be, yeah, this is just going down a path that you don't want to be going down. He would stare through the classroom windows to see if I was talking to my guy friends. If he caught me talking to them, he'd accuse me of cheating or flirting with them. Yeah. He sounds extremely insecure. He called me names and would follow me around high school every time I tried breaking up with him. He would say he would kill himself. Oh my gosh, there's another one. Whenever I tried breaking up with him and eventually threatened to shoot my guy friend. She made sure to add he never did. I reported him to the school therapist at my school because I started having to go to counseling throughout that relationship. The police got involved and we had to go to court. The judge allowed me to get a restraining order against him and that's how we ended. Never said goodbye and there were never any last words spoken. Years later, I see all the red flags, but I wish at that point in my life, things like this had been more talked about. Maybe it would have helped me and I would have asked for help even when I needed it. There's definitely more to the story and more stories to be shared that I can talk about, but I thought I'd start with this one. Oh my gosh, I did not see like the restraining order coming on that one, but I think this is so important to read because there are a lot of people out here and I think it can be guys or girls. I think it goes both ways when people are feeling insecure in themselves and the way that they are, that they can definitely take that out on you and do stuff like this. Like if they don't trust you to be loyal to them without having to watch through a window to see like that is just so, I don't really like to use the word toxic because I don't think that 
don't know. I think it's good to give people chances too, but as in like just labeling someone as toxic and not giving them room to change, but you should never ever be with someone who does things like this because it honestly just takes a lot of insecurity in someone else and then just a little bit of insecurity in yourself to where you believe some of the things that you say and then suddenly you're in this position where you don't even know how you got here when you're in a relationship like this and I'm saying this from someone who's seen it from the outside I haven't really had experience with like a really crazy manipulative relationship like this but no one deserves to be in that and I think it's important just to I'm probably gonna end this episode here I'm sorry this was not that lighthearted at all but I do think it's an important episode just to share that you shouldn't let other people you know sway your emotions like this and you truly do deserve a life where you are making the most of your life and not being manipulated by other people and if you're listening to this episode and any of these stories just kind of made you realize that hey maybe I'm with someone who's kind of making me feel this way, that there is freedom to come out of that. There's freedom to not be in a situation where you just don't love the relationship that you're in. And that's not to say, I mean, you guys listen to my podcast, you know that I talk about how love's not always what you see in movies. It's not all sunshine and rainbows and perfect all the time, but it should be in the way where if you argue with someone, it's in a healthy way or you still feel like you can you know, have your own passions, live your own life, you know, have your own job, have your own sense of self, but also be in a relationship with someone who supports you, that that's possible to have too. And you don't have to be stuck in just this manipulative, gaslit situation. You all deserve better. And I really do think of the people who listen to this podcast, especially, I mean, the people who watch me on YouTube and then also the people who follow me on Instagram, but especially my podcast listeners that you all just deserve so much and you don't deserve to be in a situation like this and I think that love and romantic relationships can be such a beautiful thing but if they have any ounce of feeling like any of these stories I just read that you should have your sign to leave so I hope you guys still enjoyed this episode nonetheless thank you so much for submitting all of your submissions I did not get to nearly as many as I hoped to but Maybe that just means we have to do another episode like this. If you want me to do any more episodes reading your submissions, feel free to DM me on Instagram and just let me know what you'd like to hear, like what kind of topic. I've done a worst dates episode before and then of course my life advice episodes, but feel free just to submit there. Write a review if you enjoyed. Tag me in a story, of course, if you're listening to this, how you're listening. Tag me on Instagram. I always respond to those. I always appreciate seeing those. But yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you guys in my next episode. Thank you.